Hello, this is Daniel Mounter from the podcast Englishman in Montreal. In the previous episode, um, I made reference to how I'm moving towards a um, a dual purpose type of podcast, and uh, that involves combining the regular journalistic entries which are mostly a reflection of my experience at the time and perhaps something slightly new a topic or a thought for the specific podcast um, it's very easy to get lost in posts which go very far off on a tangent if there isn't a script to keep the podcast in line And depending on how my thoughts go during the cast, if I'm ad-libbing it too much, I've found that I tend to go off on too much of a tangent. So the focus of my upcoming podcast is going to be combining the regular diary-style entries. And um, usually, if there's not much to say on the on the regular method then I'm going to go into a thought for the day so to speak and it could be that that uh, thought for the day carries over into another episode so as always I'm very appreciative of any commentary on that the previous episode um, number four of part two of season four was about uh, the values people accord to things and also the importance of respecting that. So in this episode I'm going to move to include a topic which is um, something I'm often reflecting on and which to a certain extent concerns me especially given the current circumstances. Firstly though for the journalistic podcast it's um, snowing on and off, and being very typical winter here now. No sooner do they clear the snow from the streets than we have another dump of two or three inches. And that's quite nice. It, uh, it doesn't deter me from going out for walks, but the temperatures minus 18 to 25 does complicate things slightly. So I'm glad of the up-and-coming exercise program I'm devising for home mostly involving using a step stool also getting the Wii machine running again that particularly provides quite a lot of exercise with the Zumba examples I miss having a real tutor though for dance and that's something that uh, post pandemic I hope we will get back into The um, worldwide position is not good with the vaccine. Um, a lot of the rollouts have been delayed. And that, some, to some extent, justifies the cautiousness of my optimism. Even so, I haven't lost hope in it. And I think the, uh, the system will be ironed out and be capable eventually of dealing with any problem. Projects on the go. I've been um, 
challenging my photo skills and my hang-ups and trying to as best I can by myself to hone my people skills to be more engaging with subjects especially for photo shoots with multiple people another thing which is very very pertinent to the topic of today has been sorting out my laptop which has been a huge source of frustration recently having checked off so many boxes but I'll come to that later as far as accountability goes I've been sticking fairly closely to my exercise regime and also trying to dismiss excuses before they even arise it's very easy to procrastinate things and I've decided that as I don't cut slack for other people I certainly shouldn't be doing it for myself without being too hard on myself I'm coming now to the main topic of the podcast which is um, the two types of impatience and frustration and it shows a need I have for classifying things I believe I've whittled it down to just two types that people experience uh, the first type is the relatable kind um, when your average person would acknowledge anyone would be frustrated in those circumstances or anyone would be frustrated by this event the second category is the more concerning one and it's harder to explain it's when things are illogically irritating and maybe really disproportionate to the things that on average would frustrate or annoy people I'm gonna look mainly at the second one because those are things I feel need resolving and they are more outside of the norm so I'm gonna look at um, questions that I pose myself when I find myself in a state of impatience or annoyance and questions I tend to ask is what's causing the frustration is it something that I can change or control if it's a bizarre or unusual frustration can it be framed or reframed or even placed in an analogy that other people can relate to so that I don't feel alone in dealing with these particular frustrations is it something that could be uh, broken down or compared to something else that most people relate to and finally is it actually a harmful thing that definitely needs to be changed or is it a minor irritation which could actually be used to good advantage and within those two types of frustration impatience asperity or whatever else you want to call it 
I think it's possible to break down even further some types. I feel there's um, a distinct impatience that are felt with inherent faults in circumstances, things and objectives. And then there's the external frustration, which is mostly due to the um, action or inaction of other people. That's the big dis distinction for me, is it's the actions of people. Um, the frustrations felt with people who persist in a course that's dangerous to themselves or to other people. And those who refuse or deny help, which would be for their better. And those who refuse change as well is a big source of frustration. With the external frustration with people, I'm particularly uh, slow to learn to let it go and to recognize at what point I can't influence or control the outcome. Also, there's a lot of um, impatience and discontent linked to um, expectations. And I find that a lot of frustrations, with people especially, are linked to how my expectations around them project onto the, onto the circumstances. Um, an example would be, particularly with my computer recently, if you um, reach out and ask for technical support with a complex issue and the technical support comes back saying have you tried a hard reset and uh, suggest you try this basic basic course of action when in fact those boxes have already been checked a long way back down the line and I'm talking about a more complex issue so the frustration I feel there is perhaps with myself as well, that I'm expecting people to pick up exactly at what point I am. And that could come down to poor communication. If I could communicate accurately and immediately at what point in the resolution I am of the problem with the computer, then probably tech support would find it easier to resolve the problem with a more in-depth solution. So that, that kind of frustration is mainly related to expectations. And some of them might be reasonable expectations too. Uh, we pay good money for these things. Um, I think the impatience and annoyance felt with technical and mechanical things is easily relatable. At some point in life, most people in the modern world have had have experienced some frustration with a piece of equipment which seems not to be working as it's supposed to. It's particularly so with computers because although it's possible to understand how a computer works, even to build one, we're never 100% sure what exactly is going on behind the user interface when they're busy with the fan whirring away. I also 
it's understandable because people invest a lot of money in technology, whether in computers or vehicles or building systems, and they expect it to work, which is a reasonable expectation. I think that's a big source of frustration that anyone can relate to when things don't perform as they are supposed to. Unfortunately, with people, that's much more outside the realm of control. Uh, people are very illogical, random, and in some things very unpredictable, and tend to do things just because. There might be norms and expectations in society as to what constitutes normal behavior or a normal reaction. But when people step outside of these um, normal expectations, um, it causes a lot of dissonance, which leads to leads to stress usually. And I feel like the level of stress is directly proportional to the level of expectations we have of how other people will act. So maybe revising the expectations is a way to improve on that, to reduce the stress level. Um, the frustration with circumstances and people combined is something which um, comes to my reminiscences very readily. My parents were considerably older than myself. Um, and I recall particularly the frustration I felt on Saturdays when I was younger and Saturday was pretty much the only day we had free to explore or to take a day trip as once the morning EB system meeting was finished um, we were free for the rest of the day there were no other commitments generally so I would be waiting on my comparatively elderly parents to have their afternoon rest and have lunch and then the time would be wasting while I was looking outside at the sunshine and wishing I was somewhere else like the preserved railway essentially drumming my feet and eventually I did find a way out of that frustration by doing some other activity which didn't require a vehicle didn't require being driven somewhere but it was very difficult and it comes to mind now when I feel impatience with people it's a big throwback to those times I feel also that a lot of um, my impatience and frustration looms large because I have a very low irritability threshold and it doesn't take much to to trigger that um, which is surprising to some people because I have outwardly and in my experience demonstrated a huge level of patience with people but I think to a large extent that's actually a product of a passive-aggressive response and avoidance of this situation um, for example, if I was encountering a situation that was especially aggravating, I would tend to walk away or to um, 
maybe even carry that as a grudge if it was due to a person's actions. And do I think this is a harmful thing? I think if it's left to become a chronic a chronic condition, then impatience definitely is is definitely a, a harmful thing to the psyche and definitely increases stress which also has repercussions for the body in the long term it leads to poor coping strategies and which might be avoidance um, as mentioned already the passive aggressive response and also um, self-medicating and substance abuse this is where I draw the connection with some of the symptoms of uh, PTSD as these um, these traumatic events which regardless of the source have an effect on the person long term one of the symptoms of PTSD is having a very low irritability threshold and also being irritated or impatient by comparatively minor things at certain points and the difficulty in letting letting things go so having mentioned all that where um, frustration and impatience are going to be a part of daily life do I have any idea how to cope or do I have any strategies in place right now I do and the that can involve things as simple as having a good coping strategy in place. Um, one thing I found that's helpful is to equate low stress with contentment rather than happiness. Rather than think I would be happy if only I could do this, that or the other. I feel like if I was content with this circumstance which I cannot change then my stress levels would be much lower. I wouldn't be constantly striving for something intangible like happiness. And I think dipping into the differences between happiness and contentment is an important thing. It's an important exercise. Neither is wrong, but it certainly puts things into a different perspective to recognize when I'm pursuing contentment or happiness. Another strategy I have found to be helpful is to differentiate things from those I can and can't control. To moderate or even completely remove my expectations around things which I know for sure are outside of my control. Once those expectations are out of the way then the frustration seems to go with them. Also rationalizing my expectations and reframing them for other people to understand can other people really understand why I'm disproportionately 
touched or irritated by something? If not, is there a way I can explain it or to even put it in a different context that somebody could understand? Because part of dealing with frustration is having the sympathy or understanding of others. And that's especially true at this point where our real world interactions with people are so reduced and so limited. For um, the frustration felt with internal or inherent faults, um, such as with technical and equipment, there are ways to prevent frustration from occurring. And I think that comes mostly from anticipating problems. And should they arise, having a very clear idea of the problem so that the issues can be communicated right away and solved. And once action has been taken on something, to let it take its course. For sure it's important to um, follow up and check the progress of something. But also not to incur the same kind of stress as some managers do where they cannot let go. They have to have the finger in every single pie and have to be micromanaging everything, which is a huge problem. It leads to very high stress levels and also reduces our ability to delegate stuff to other people. So we're carrying the whole stress of things that are often outside of our control and outside of responsibility. So for the future, which is part of my regular podcast, those coping strategies uh, which I just detailed need to be uh, implemented a lot more. I feel like using my time management strategy too although it adds a certain pressure to complete things in a certain time, over time it gradually smoothens things out and makes it easier to, um, to cope with the regular stresses and means things are easier to let go too. So for my upcoming next episode, I'm going to do the podcast in more or less the same format and it may run into two episodes because it's a consideration of what friendship means and how my favorite uh, technique of categorizing things has come up with four different categories of friends. So I hope that this uh, new format is proving interesting. It's certainly less demanding and I hope so for the listeners too. This has been... Daniel Mounter from the podcast Englishman in Montreal.